Bugs, 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 bugs. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about books, baby. Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> and I'm Kayla. On this very special episode, we'll be talking about the books that made us. This, These are the children's books that raised us and made us well, who we the, are today. The books that made us readers. The children's books affect your personality, too, I think. I yes. think it's, it's a very big indication, like what you read as a kid and what you enjoyed as a kid mm-hmm. and kind of how that affects you and even your reading style and it's very, very important. So oh, today. What's your first one that you chose? Yeah, so I loved Click Clack Moo, Cows That Type. I've and never heard of that either. That's so never. funny. It was my absolute favorite because it was these cows that got a hold of a typewriter and would type these notes to their farmer. And I don't know why I just always, it's a picture book. So it's a children's book for the young reader. But I don't know why it stuck with me like all of these years that like, it was just so fun because it was like click, clack, move. I don't know if it was the cadence of the the words and like- Was it a rhyming book? No, it wasn't. It wasn't even a rhyming book. They write like, Dear Farmer Brown, the barn is very cold at night. We'd like some electric blankets. Sincerely, the cows. That's and it was, so cute. It was bad enough the cows had found the old typewriter in the barn. Now they wanted electric blankets? No way, said Farmer Brown. No electric blankets. And so the cows went on strike. <laughs> Oh my god. So they said we're closed. No milk today and it shows like Farmer Brown in the background is like super mad and I don't know why it just I like remember it so perfectly and just love it so much because the cow the cows were funny. I love that they were smart enough to type mm-hmm. and to type letters to the farmer it kind of actually reminds me now there's a book that's very popular today. I don't know you've probably read it because you have nieces and nephews the day the crayons quit. Have you read uh, that one? That sounds so familiar. That that so, sounds very familiar. Absolutely hilarious book. And it just came out a couple years ago. And I honestly think it's more for the adults than the kids because it's so funny, but in a way that kids don't really understand uh-huh. where the cray- all the crayons are mad that they're being cut- used in a certain way, right? So it's like, uh-huh. I'm blue and I should be used for the sky and the sea, but you're using me to make a dinosaur or whatever. And so each of the colors writes a note. And uh-huh. I don't know why things like that, like obviously with the the cows that type, I guess the I like that the things that wouldn't usually have feelings, thoughts, or the ability to do to yes. type to write are able to make these notes and cause chaos in the lives of the humans around them. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. making you're giving them a soul, basically. Right. I, yeah. You know, I was Toy Story kid where like oh, totally. I thought when I left the room, everything came to life. To speak of Toy Story, at the very end of Toy Story 2 on the VHS, there's bloopers. And I'm sure it's on the, the DVD or Blu-ray now. But there are bloopers during the credits or after the credits. And I truly, the fact that they took the time to animate and record the audio for these bloopers, I truly, as a child, 
thought that it was real. I thought exactly. that they were filming these toys and I thought that this was actually a legit thing that the yeah. toys were real. And so I truly believe that all of my toys were real and they came alive when I left the room. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. No, I I did too. I mean, like I, and sometimes I would just peek in to see if they were moving. Like mm-hmm. I was, yeah. but honest to God, what would I have done if my toys were moving? I would I have know. probably lost my mind and freaked out and just like That's screamed. True. So That's like, true. I think, I think I'm so glad that they weren't moving. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's so funny. It's giving characters a soul. It's giving things a soul. And, yeah. and, and it, I think also it, it does something to you where like, Say you walk into your room as a kid and you're just like, this is my room. Like right now, like we walk into our room and we love the things that we see because we fill our room with things that we love. But I think that we got our start when we were kids because we filled our room with things that we thought had souls and that they came to life when we left. And so in a way, the things that we fill our room with now do bring life to our room, but in a different way. So I think that from a young age, books like this actually do allow us to create some sort of a life it's the the imagination piece of it you know that I guess I just loved to think that the cows were striking you know if they didn't get what they wanted that they wanted those electric blankets and so they they were striking because they didn't get it and they were able to type these messages and so I guess I I love the idea that oh, I'm passing by this cow on the freeway, you know, and it's on the, it's in the pasture and mm-hmm. that cow is doing something. You know, it just made me, it just makes me happy. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Well, to go in the same direction as animals, the book that I read when I was a kid that I just adored was Are You My Mother? So it, Are You My Mother? It's like this little bird falls out of its nest and he's like trying to find his way back to his mom. And so he's going to all these different animals being like, are you my mother? To a horse, to a to a cat, to a dog. Like he goes up to all these animals and it's like, are you my mother? And they're like, no. Until eventually he does find his mother. And I think for me, that book was so nice because I'm a mama's girl, like through and through. And so that book was so precious to me because I was so afraid of losing my mom in in any way possible. So like, I mean, The Land Before Time was a horrendous movie for me to watch. And I watched it daily. Like I wanted to cry daily. So I watched it daily as a child, as a child. And so I think Are You My Mother was so, it was so nice because it was like, it just solidifies your, your relationship with, you know, Maybe not even necessarily your mom, maybe your dad, maybe your aunt, maybe your adoptive mother, maybe your adoptive father. It shows you no matter if I lose you somehow, I will always find you again. And I thought that that was just such a such a sweet, sweet story. And I think it also alleviated a lot of anxiety for me because I always was like, well, if I lose my mom, I will always find her. And like, are you my mother is just a really sweet uh, a really sweet book that just kind of brings a lot of fun to to yeah. something that could be really scary. Could be scary, yeah. I always liked in that book how he's asking just these random things mm-hmm. that don't even look like him because he's just too young to understand that, or he thinks that anything could be his potentially be his mother. And I like the idea of that because you're right, like it could be an adopted mother or it could be an aunt or a sister or someone who is that person to you and they don't necessarily have to look exactly like you. Yeah, right, exactly. And so I just, I think it's just so sweet. And also, Mm -hmm. I mean, from a psychological standpoint, 
He does. He's a bird, first off. Right. But as a child, he wouldn't know what he looks like. So he's like, true. I don't know what Are I look you like. My mother, but you're fluffy. Are right. you my mother? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, oh. I thought that that was just such a sweet, sweet story, and and it's yeah. it stuck with me forever. Like there are some story titles that just stick with you, and like there are some yeah. stories like, oh God, do you remember that? Like that one story. Oh God, I it was about this, but then this is one of those books that I'm like, I will forever remember that title. That was my like children's book, children's book. Of course, on top of that, Hungry Hungry Caterpillar. But oh, of course, everyone of course. knows that one. Even yeah. the children nowadays know that one. Like, well, that's- have you heard Kate Winslet? Because right now during quarantine, they're doing these saved with save the children with stories or whatever, mm-hmm. and celebrities are reading children's book. And Kate Winslet read. Green Eggs and Ham. Oh, my God. And it is the best reading of Green Eggs and Ham I have ever heard. The voices that she she does are just flawless, perfect. And I have read that book a million and a half times because uh-huh. the kid that I used to work with, was that was the only book he ever wanted to read. So yeah. I have it memorized. Front cover to cover, I could recite all of Green Eggs and Ham, and I do it very monotone, like, I'm just done with this. <laughs> Sam I am, Sam I am. He goes to the house with the mouse, with the fox in the box. And Kate Winslet reading this, I'm like, this is, I'm just going to pop my kids in front of the TV and just play this video of Kate Winslet reading it because it is so good. And she does the voices and it's almost like she's never read it before, uh-huh. which is exactly what you need when you're reading one of oh, these yeah. books. Because it's a new book. It's a brand new book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, God. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Seuss. Anything Dr. Seuss like was yeah. just... It brought you back. It brings me back. I read them to my nieces and nephews now. And I'm like, man, if only, if only. Like, it just the Lorax, the green eggs and ham, cat in the hat. It all comes back to you. Oh, it all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's probably the the rhyming, you Uh know, and and the cadence of it that you're like, oh, I just, it flows from you. You just remember it. It flows perfectly. Yes. Oh, my God. What is your slightly older book, age-wise? Age-wise, yeah. Nancy Drew. I love... Well, actually, to go back, I... The first book that I had ever picked up that I that I remember that my parents didn't read to me, right? Mm-hmm. That or that wasn't just a picture book, right? That it was actually a chapter book was The Boxcar Children. Mm-hmm. And love The Boxcar Children and was obsessed. I literally went to the library and there's like hundreds of Boxcar Children books. I got all of them out. And the librarian was like, because I was, I was a little bit old. Like it was the right, I was the right age. But the librarian was like, you might like Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. She handed me the first one. And I said, great, I'll, I'll check it out. I read it in like two hours flat, right? Because I was obsessed. And Na- yeah, Nancy Drew is my, like it stuck with me for so long. And it really cultivated this love of mysteries and mm-hmm. thrillers and just badass girl detectives. Because mm-hmm. Nancy was so fearless and she went around basically like an F you to the police department. Like <laughs> I'm just going to go solve these cases for you. Yeah. I'm smart and I can do it. And it, she's just so iconic too. And then as a, you know, I was probably nine or 10, uh-huh. eight, nine or 10 when I read them for the first time, that 
was just such a big deal for me to read a girl detective like this who was just doing doing her own thing and solving these cases. And now I collect the like original covers. I find like the original books that have like the really nice cover. So not the, you know, right now the Nancy Mm -hmm. Drews are they're yellow on the side, which actually they they still they were yellow, but you know what I mean? The the more like shiny cover. These ones are like a textured the like original released publication. So I collect those because I'm just obsessed with them. I'm I'm obsessed with Nancy Drew. I'm obsessed with the idea of Nancy Drew. I just think she's awesome. And I think that she's, Nancy Drew is a book, is a series that every girl should read. And I know that you also have a, a girl detective. I do. I yeah. do. And honestly, my girl detective could help Nancy Drew, like, like they could have worked together. They could have tag teamed. Yeah, my book that I loved to read was Cam Jansen. She was, her name was Cam, but they kind of like used it as a nickname because she had a photographic memory. memory. (laughs) Yeah, she had a photographic memory. So I remember she would blink and be like, click. And then it was like, and she would take a picture. And I just remember trying. So hard. So hard. I was so convinced that I could make myself have a photographic memory, even though like the book is very clear that it's like she's born with it. It's special. I was so convinced that I could also just go click and And be fine. Yes. I I was 100%, 150%. I was like, I'm trying this. Never worked. Never worked. Honestly, my memory is probably worse. All that blinking. But yeah, like Cam Jansen was such a cool character because I think, you know, not to like not to be mean to boys, but obviously like I think that girl characters definitely kind of got the crap into the stick. I mean, they got cute things, you know, cutesy things and whatnot. But I think like Cam Jansen, Amelia Bedelia, Nancy Drew, like, well, maybe not Amelia Bedelia because she's she's like, she's proof that she she's someone's proof that women are idiots. Like, I'm yeah. someone out there is like, see, women are idiots. It's like, oh that's God. Amelia Bedelia. She Fs everything up. All right? yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like Cam Jansen and Nancy Drew, like they were these girls who didn't ask permission. Right. They didn't. They they just did it. They took control. There was a mystery at hand. And I don't know. I I don't know about Nancy Drew, but um, but I know Cam Jansen. I think she had a a male sidekick, which I thought was very... Just in time, right? Because the mom always said... When the when he would come over, she'd be like, "Just in time, time. yeah, yeah." Oh my god, I, mean, I can't believe I remember that. Like, I'm pretty sure I only read like a couple Cam Jansen books. Uh, and but like, that's the thing; they stick to you. They stick to you, yeah, forever. They really do because you're yeah. just. Of course, all girls want like a lot of girls. I shouldn't say all, but a lot of girls want to be. You know, they want to pretend like they're princesses. They want to pretend like they're whatever. They they want you know the 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 thing that we've been fed you know of course like i wanted to be a princess i'm not gonna lie to you i wanted to be a princess wanted to live in a castle i still still want to be a princess i still do too all right i don't know if there are any more princes out there that are like not married but like hey like like five years old (laughs) five years old yeah but like it's fine to want to be a princess it's fine to want to be a ballerina but it's also fine to want to be a kick-ass character it's it's fine to want to solve crimes and you know what like 
girls who like those things, maybe they grow up to be cops. Maybe they grow up to be in CSI or maybe they go on to work in a morgue. Who knows? Maybe they just go on to be a lawyer or maybe they go on to be me. I don't know. I'm just writing. I'm like, uh, I didn't go on to be any of those things. (laughs) I wish I had though. Right. Right. But isn't it funny? You and I listened to my favorite murder now. And like, that was, and like, those were the books that we grew up with. See, it tells you something about who you become when you get older. But like, that's the truth of it is that we like, I wanted to be so, I wanted to be cool like her. She was cool. And she still is cool. Recently, my niece, she just started reading chapter books. She asked for chapter books for her birthday. And so I got her the Magic Tree House because that I was one of the Magic Tree House. Yeah. It's so fun. The Magic Tree House was so much fun. But I was this close to getting her Cam Jansen. Um, and I will at some point. Yeah, you still should. Yeah, I, I'm totally going to because uh, I think it's so important to have like strong female role models. I mean, she, I mean, you could also like have them read books about ballerinas, have them read books about princesses, have them read whatever they want, but also make sure that you give them strong female characters so they can grow up and be like, I can be whatever the hell I want to be. I could be Cam Jansen if I want. I just have to blink a few times. It's so funny. Like we look at the books that, that we grew up with and, and then we look at who we are today and I'm like, I can totally see that leap. I see that leap oh, 110%. Totally. Even now, I still gravitate towards books that have a bit of a mystery to them. I want a bit of a thrill. I want a bit of a mystery. I want, you know, I want strong female characters. And Uh it's kind of sad that I do see them. I do see strong female characters, but none as good as Nancy Drew in my mind. In my mind, Nancy Drew will always be the top of the line what every girl should aspire to be or or should have in their lives you know like there's Mm -hmm. just something about her that is like the epitome of of girl power yeah she really is she is she is a, a character that emanates girl power I think that's what we all aspire to have because in our adult life you know we right now we're facing a pandemic we also, we go through so much. We go through heartbreaks. We go through losing our job or we go through finding a job after college. We go through so much. And I mean, men go through it too. It's not like, that's that's true. They go through it too. But like, I'm just speaking as a woman. I think that we go through so much in life that it's so nice to have these strong female characters as a foundation and be like, you know, I felt strong when I was a kid. I can feel strong as an adult. Totally. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about the books, these books that made us. They they are, they are made us like the readers that we are today, like Lindsay said. I feel like I can speak for both of us. They made us both badasses. And we're so, so cool. yeah. I mean, we're, well, we're like the coolest. We, well, not me, Kayla become the, became the badass who wrote her own children's book. I did. I wrote my own children's book. Tell us about it, Kayla. I wrote this book. It's called Did Musa Stutter Too? 
you know, I've always been someone who told stories and my mom, she'll tell you if you get her talking, she'll be like, Kayla, tell a story for hours and just let it go on and on and on. And so uh, at some point I stopped telling as many stories, but now I'm back at it. And I decided I wanted to write a good Islamic children's book because that was something we didn't have growing up. So I wanted to bring that fun and playful side of these rhyming children's books that also have a great message. I wanted it to be like that. I wanted it to have vibrant colors. I wanted it to have a relatable character. And so in our religion, we do believe that Musa or Moses, as it's as it's said in English, we believe that he had some sort of a speech impediment. Um, some people do believe that it was a stutter. And so my character is a little boy named Ibrahimi and he has a stutter and he's very embarrassed and he He's afraid that his class is going to laugh at him. And so he pretends to be sick. And his mom wants him to dig down deep and and find his inner strength. And she reminds him of Musa, who also had a stutter. And so she tries to basically show him, like, if someone who's one of the best of humanity had a stutter, like you how special does that make you, essentially? It makes you so special. And I think that that's something that's so important is that we have to show our kids, the children of this generation, of future generations, we have to show them that just because you have a unique quality about you, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You have a stutter. You have a gap between your teeth. You have a cleft palate. I don't know. You have anything you are special and you are loved by people. It's all about how you make them feel and how, how you make people feel. And I, I wanted this to be, you know, my just my love letter to this generation that you're going to grow up with a lot of struggles and, and don't let don't let your dislike for you be one of those struggles. Love yourself. Love yourself and you will be fine. And that's, that's what my book is about. So did Musa just stutter too? It's available on Amazon. It's available at barnesandnoble.com. And I hope you guys enjoy it if you uh, give it a chance. It's such a cute book. I bought it not really knowing that it was or what it was about or anything. And I love that it is a rhyming book. Um, the amount of time that you probably put in to making sure that everything rhymed and made sense and the sentences lined up. I just, it is so cute. It's so well done. Nine months. It is truly my baby. Yeah. (laughs) It took (laughs) nine months to make. I cannot wait to have you sign it. I can't wait to sign it. And um, I am working on some sequels. So we will see. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. I told my, I told my publisher about it. She said she liked the idea. So we shall see um, what the future holds for, for both of us. Cause you're working on a novel too, ma'am. I'm working, I, well, I wrote a children's book. It has not been published yet. And I'm writing a novel as well. So, oh my God. So, you guys, on that. <laughs> we, we love books and we want them to be a part of every aspect of our life. You know, totally. we write them, we read them, and then we reminisce on them, like today's episode. So, remember to rate, review, subscribe. And, and- we will see you. <laughs> We're terrible at this. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.